there. Welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. You are very welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having a good day so far. As you know from the title of the episode, I am going to be answering the question, how to reduce sugar intake without going crazy. I'm just going to jump in with my disclaimer before I get started. Please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for education and entertainment purposes only. Always seek the support of your doctor or your nurse. So you may be wondering, why am I answering this question? What is wrong with sugar? And Joe, aren't you an anti-diet dietitian and want to promote food freedom and allowing all foods? And yes, you are absolutely right. You are struggling with binge eating. So for that reason alone, I will question if it is a good idea to even consider reducing your sugar intake. But at the same time, I recognize how distressed sugar can make you feel. And it can really feel like you are under the power of sugar and that sugar has all of this control over you. Because of that, I know that you have tried to quit sugar in the past or you have Googled questions about how you can quit sugar and not go crazy. So I know that it is something that you are looking for. It's something you have considered in the past, you may be considering now or you might in the future. So no, sugar is not a bad food. It's not toxic and it's not poison. But if you are feeling drawn to reducing your sugar intake, I want you to take these tips from me, a dietitian with a good head on her shoulders and not from Google or some crazy nutrition quack who's going to tell you to cut it all out overnight. All right, let's get into it. I have three tips for you today on how to reduce your sugar intake without going crazy. The first step is to remember that you are under absolutely no obligation to change your sugar intake. I am sick of Netflix documentaries, of loved ones acting like they're concerned, and of nosy colleagues at the office commenting on your sugar intake or your intake of anything. Since when did it become okay for other people to observe your diet so much that they feel that they have the right to make comment on what they think you should change? You know that I am a firm believer that you are the expert of you. Nobody else, including me, including your loved ones, definitely including your colleagues at the office, nobody knows what it's like to live in your body to experience life the way that you do. I want you to remember you are under no obligation to change your sugar intake if you don't want to. I haven't said this in a while on the podcast, but there really is no perfect diet. There is no best way that you should be eating. It really does depend on your individual case. If you have noticed that you can't get through the day without having some sugary snacks, I believe you and I don't think that you have to cut those out. There is so much sugar shaming that goes on and I think that a big part of that stems from big documentaries on Netflix or on national TV. I remember there was one a couple of years ago that aired in Ireland and everybody got so scared about sugar. Sugar is not the enemy, 
but the fear around sugar and sugar shaming is. And the thing is, the trends change. Back in the 1990s, it was all about fat intake and how a low-fat diet was the key to a healthy life. And now, all of a sudden, it's all about low sugar. I can't keep up, and I'm not expecting you to either. I think I'll do a full episode on how to handle being sugar shamed. I know it is really difficult, especially if it comes from a loved one. And for the most part, usually their heart is in the right place, but they have watched some documentary or seen something online about how high sugar intake is bad for your health. So they are projecting that onto you. So I will do a full episode about that in the future. But in the meantime, a line that I really like to use to shut down sugar shamers is, wow, the food police are really in the house today. Please don't judge my eating. I am trying to enjoy my meal or snack or whatever you're having. And just to reiterate that point that sugar shaming is judgment. Tip number two to reduce your sugar intake without going crazy is to take a step back and just notice where is sugar serving you during the day. At what point in the day do you say to yourself, oh, I really feel strong urges, strong cravings for sugar right now? And at what time in the day do you find yourself eating sugar that you really don't think that you are benefiting from? So just to give you an example of this, maybe you have noticed that in the afternoon, you just need several biscuits to get you through the afternoon. That if you have an afternoon where you don't have biscuits, it's really miserable, you feel really tired, you can't concentrate, you can't work. So that's an example of where sugar is serving you. And alongside that, you have noticed that you also have biscuits at your morning break. So at a 10 or 11 in the morning, and you find that you could really take that or leave it that after you've had them, you don't really feel that they've given you any benefit. You don't feel that you need them for concentration or for work or to do your job better. Maybe you have noticed that when you get in from work at the end of the day, that you find yourself going through the presses trying to find something sugary. And when you take a step back, you realize that it will be more appropriate there to have your next meal, that it has been four or five hours since you've last had a meal. And even though you are searching, searching, searching for something just to give you that hit, that's something that you need, maybe if you take a step back, it would become apparent that the best thing that your body needs in that moment is a proper meal, a meal that doesn't just contain sugar, but contains the other nutrients as well. Or maybe it's both. Maybe you need the sugary snack just to tie you over until you have the time to make up a meal. Remember, there is no right or wrong to this. You are the expert of you. I'm just trying to point out some places in your, in your day where you may be eating sugar, where it's not really benefiting you and your need could be met in some other way. Maybe it's that you don't need any food at all when you come in from work. Maybe it's that you just need a little 10 minute lie down before you start into your evening. Now, this is not going to be easy. And it's going to be very tempting to tell yourself that you've taken the step back and you've observed where you eat sugar during the day and you have noticed that none of it is benefiting you and that the best thing would be to just cut out all sugar in all forms. 
please watch out for that. What you have just done there is activated black and white thinking. The goal here is not to cut out sugar completely. I really, really advise that you don't do that. Eating sugar is serving you in some way. Even if you can't think of a reason why that you're eating sugar, it's okay for a reason just to be that you really, really enjoy it. And you can't imagine an evening where you don't have a couple of bars of chocolate or some biscuits. This exercise may help you to pick up times in the day when you are mindlessly eating sugar without even really realizing it, without even really enjoying it. It's just about raising awareness about how eating sugar makes you feel physically and mentally. When you've done this exercise and you have recognized that there are some times during the day where sugar isn't really serving you, you can think about some steps you can take to reduce sugar in those scenarios and allow yourself full permission. When you reduce having sugar in those scenarios, say to yourself, I am going to allow myself to add it back in if I find it's too difficult because maybe it was serving you but you just didn't recognize it until it was gone. This is a case of trial and error. And I want you to remember this, in trial and error, error is a big part of it. The third tip for reducing sugar without going crazy is to ask yourself, what kind of sugar do I really, really like? And make sure that you honor that. I know that you end up eating sugary foods that you don't even like that much because when you're in the moment and you are searching for something sugary to eat, anything will do. Remember I spoke about a few episodes ago about as much as possible to ask yourself, what do I really like to eat? And in that context, I was talking more about meals about making sure that the meals that you have are ones that you actually enjoy, which is groundbreaking for some people because thanks to diet culture, we get into this habit of eating meals that we think that we should be having and very rarely ask ourselves what we're even in the mood for. Here's the thing. I want you for as much as you possibly can to do the same with your sugary foods. I want you to take a moment now and ask yourself, what are your favorite sugary things? Do you like chocolatey things? How about cakes, pastry, biscuits, buns, jelly sweets? What kind of sweet foods do you actually enjoy? And what ones would you not be too fussed about if you never had them again? Please don't try to find a healthier alternative or don't try and choose something because it has a little bit less calories Be really true to yourself right now. You don't have to share this with anybody. You can just do this privately. So you are only fooling yourself if you tell yourself that your favorite sweet things are naked bars. If you need a bit of help with this, if I told you that the world was ending tomorrow, what sweets would you go out and get? When you have done this, I want you to take your list of your favorite sweet foods. And yes, it can be a list. You can have as many as you like. And I want you to compare them to what kind of sweet and sugary foods you are eating now. Something tells me that you have milk chocolate biscuits on your list, 
But yet, for some reason, you always find yourself binging on the plain digestive biscuits that are always in the office. And you don't like digestive biscuits. If you were in a supermarket buying them for your family, you wouldn't put them in your trolley. So why are you binging on them when they're in the office? Is it because it's all that's available? Would it be possible to give yourself access to the sweets and the sweet things, the sugary things that you have put on your list? Could you bring your own biscuits to work and keep them in your bag? And in the afternoon, when the craving hits, you have some of your own biscuits there that are just for you. And you don't need to go and get the biscuits that are in the office that you don't even like. If you don't feel ready to reduce your sugar intake or you don't feel that it's a problem for you, then super, I am with you. But you might just think about making sure that the sugary foods and all foods are foods that you actually enjoy. Whether it's a meal or a snack or a sugary thing or something that has no sugar in it, whatever, you deserve to eat foods that you like and only foods that you like. Well, at least for the most part. There's always going to be that time where you have to eat something that you don't particularly enjoy, but for some other reason you want to have it. Switching to sugary foods that you only enjoy may not even reduce your intake. You may end up eating just as much and that's fine. But I wouldn't be one bit surprised if you did notice that your intake of sugary foods decreased because you gave yourself exactly what you were craving. You are less likely to do that dance of having a particular craving. Say you are craving chocolate. So you try to eat things like icing sugar or dried fruit or something else to try and quell that craving. And you end up eating a lot more of it than you initially set out to. And you may even find that you eat those substitute foods and then end up going to the shop to get the chocolate anyway. As much as you can, give yourself the food that you are most craving. All right, I'm going to run through those tips again. The first one is to recognize that you are under no obligation whatsoever to change your sugar intake. Secondly, is to notice where you are eating sugar during the day, where you don't think it's really serving you and start there. And number three is for the most part, give yourself sugary foods that you genuinely like. And don't forget to write out that list of the sugary things that you like and compare it with the sugary things that you're actually eating. And I bet that there will be a difference. I hope that I have made it loud and clear that your sugar intake is not a problem. Sugar shaming and fear around sugar is the problem. If you don't believe me, remember what I said about how it was all about reducing fat intake in the 90s and fat was the real big fear at that time. And now, for some reason, it's shifted to sugar. What is it going to be next? Protein? I don't know, but I wouldn't be one bit surprised. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes and feel free to come and say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian or email me joe at antidietanswers.com. It fills my heart full of joy when I get a message from you. So if you are feeling up to it, do come and say hi. Okay, mind yourself, take care of yourself, 
Don't feel pressured to change your sugar intake in any way. Just go out and get something that you really, really enjoy. Okay, I will see you in the next episode.